Hello and welcome to the Trucking Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm delighted to have back with me... Chris Madison. Now then, how goes? Well, hey, broadcasting live from Hotel Scania. So, Surrounded by thousands and thousands of small, smiling lettuces in Shropshire tonight. Yeah, I've already parked on a farm. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, I've um, brought 30,000... Yeah, uh, more lettuces down for morning. Um, got down tonight, dropped and swapped, fired up watching these boys work, and they are working. Um, as fast as the combining over there, the planting over there, the harvesting uh, product over there for uh, a pack house that's behind me. Some uh, some enterprise, and it's wall to wall John Deere. So what's not to like? So you've been pr- you've been primarily. Um, doing the sort of um, the fresh vegetables stuff like that over the past sort of a little while since I last spoke to you, which on the podcast yeah. was probably about three months ago, I think. Jeez, oh, uh, aye, sorry about that. I'm just, that's all right. Yeah. It's my fault as well. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit crap to pin Busy. down. Um, we were down in, I think, Exeter one night. Exeter Industrial Estate on my way down right. with a load of tomatoes. Last time you called me, and uh, I've done. Two load down here today from Howden from um, Production Farm, you know, the seedlings. And these lads are going hell for leather now. It's stopped raining again. That's good. Has it been raining there? Yeah, yeah, it's ankle deep down here. Last week I was down here, it was like the Sahara. But um, <clears throat> over the weekend, I think we've had some serious water down here. There's puddles in here you could lose fiestas into. Um, it's a grand, a grand night tonight, though. It's not over warm. There's a bit of a chill in that in that breeze, um, but it's it's a grand night, beautiful, and and they're on again, hundred mile an hour. So as fast as we can get them down here, they're sticking them in the ground, and yeah, well, in about six weeks they'll be in the co-op. So well, you're you're a man with an agricultural background and a great deal of knowledge from it. How's it now? I don't know if everybody knows this, but there's a lot of stuff going on. And I mentioned it on the podcast last week um, when I came back for about a month off um, right. about all the farmer protests and everything in Holland that's going on because yeah. there's a lot of stuff. And the mainstream media is, as with the trucker protests in Canada, as with a lot yeah. of stuff that's going on, they're choosing not to report on it um, yes. because they don't want the general public finding out about what's going on. But... In this age of um, social media, um, uh, it's not so easy for the media to do that anymore. People will find out. Um, but just out of interest, what's um, how's it been sort of harvest-wise and conditions for the farmers and everything this year? Has it been better than last year? Because I think it's yeah. a bit crap in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was a terrible year last year. It didn't help but rain, really. But no, it's been a good season so far. Um, barley and rape will be off now, mostly. They'll be into wheat next. Um I think yields are good this year. It's been a good growing season. It's been a, a dry harvest in the in the main, a bit too dry in places, as you saw with fields being set alight by idiots and sometimes accidents, but mostly morons. If you can set a standing uh, field alight, you know you're dry, don't you? Mm. Um, hopefully that will be back under control now after that recent rain after the after the heat. 
Um, but I suppose it's important that we're going to get um, a good harvest from uh, yeah. the UK this year with the situation that's going on abroad yeah. and everything like that. But I mean, have you seen all the stuff that's going on in Holland with the protests, which have now spilled over into Italy and everything, where they've told Aye. them they've got to make these enormous reductions in the amount of fertiliser that they use really suddenly. And the crazy thing is that these Dutch farmers have already made big reductions and they've said to the Prime yeah, Minister, we, we're willing to make further reductions but we need to do it gradually. What you're asking yeah. us to do is ridiculous to go and make such a huge jump straight away. And there's all sorts of um, mysterious stuff going on. Uh, our friend in America, Mr. Uh, Gates, is buying up farmland yeah. like you wouldn't believe. And there seems to be something going on where they want to... These elites involved, like the, the World Economic Forum, and oh. the, it, was all <laughs> it was all conspiracy theories mm. and everything, but now it's become mm. proved that this is all actually no, happening. They're, trying, fact. they're yeah. trying to buy up all this farmland everywhere uh, and knock the farmers off it. And I think it, they want it to be owned by the state who can then like, you know, lease yeah. it back to the farmers as they please and stop you the know, them going, stop cattle. And, the Dutch are some of the most efficient, um, yeah. most environmentally conscious people on the planet. You exactly. Know. <laughs> the Dutch situation is simply that they are wanting to take 40% of uh, livestock production out of production in Holland on this uh, race to net zero, this agenda that they seem to have that we should all be eating state-produced jollop from a Bill Gates spec factory somewhere and be bloody glad of it. Well, um, fortunately, and it is fortunate, I mean, the Dutch don't do protests, really. The Dutch don't do anarchy, mm. and they definitely don't rail against the government, but they are. And our media, our mainstream media controlled by, in the first instance, our pathetic government. And secondly, they're controlled by your mates that you mentioned at the WEF. They don't want all these peasants over here, all those all the morons in suburbia seeing what's going on in Holland. Oh, no. They don't want anybody to know that. They're too busy painting agriculture over here as the be-all and end-all of global warming and the rest of it, which is bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Um... Obviously, if you want control, which is what they do seem to be going towards, for whatever reason, for whatever agenda, it's not to do with environment, it's about control. Mm -hmm. um, what do you need? You need control of currency, mm -hmm. you need control of water, you need control of food. If you've got those three things under control, the yeah. proletariat, i.e. us lot, the lab rats, will mm -hmm. do as we're damn well told would, in would, every yeah. aspect of life. Yeah, I would and add energy to that as well, which is also good. They've already got the... water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, water. Um, right. All this nonsense about going cashless, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Go use money. Spreads COVID. Ooh, go cashless, go cashless. And now they come around and they say, well, cash has been, um, it's fallen out of favour. So, you know, ooh, once true. we have a cashless society, they know exactly what oh, you yeah. earn, exactly what you've got left, where it is, what you spend on it where it goes they know everything about you you should fight to use cash yep for as long use, as definitely, you can definitely you want to be using cash anybody listen to this you know anybody thinks oh it's just convenient i could just use my card now it really is but if it's all digital then something happened in canada where all the banking systems went down for like 36 hours this is just last month yeah. and unless you had cash in your wallet then you couldn't do anything you were completely hobbled yeah. you had no access to your money at all. And the funny it was going on in Canada as well, because Trudeau, yeah. that, him who was messing about with the truckers, which I think was a yeah. test to go and see what the reaction would be, because he's going to put yeah. in the same 
fertilizer reductions into the Canadian farmers as well. And he went and awarded himself a load of emergency powers whereby he could freeze bank accounts, uh, he could put people in jail without trials, and he could seize property. And if you think it all kicked off with the truckers, it's going to be another level altogether when they go for the farmers as well. And it's strange oh, yeah. how they're picking fights with the, the essential things which uh, keep society running. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cash is one of the things as well, because notice we've yeah. got, we're getting a new prime minister as well. And I think the WEF or something behind that uh, as well, because Johnson wasn't part of that uh, clique. Um, yeah. Uh, Sunak is, he's a WEF acolyte, and he wants um, a digital sort of centralised bank currency as well, which is, I'll mm. be interesting to see how much, how much uh, he starts trying to push anything like that if he gets to be the leader. Yeah. But um, mm, um, I have suspicions. Uh, this was all, if you told me all this like a year ago, two years ago, I'd be like, nah, nah, it's, it, this is pure conspiracy. And it's not, it's absolutely happening and playing mm, out in front yes. of everybody. And it's it's like it fingers is. are in every aspect of things. Like I was talking last week about this whole net zero thing where we're trying to push towards zero emissions and things. Do you think China are doing that? They are not. And for uh, bollocks. China builds all the wind turbines, builds all the um, solar panels, controls most of the semiconductors that you need for everything, um, and they're watching us all tear, it, tear everything apart. Um, uh, it's um, very um, strange times. <laughs> We've kicked off yeah. the podcast on a kind of serious note. I don't even make any. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not apologising for it because I, I was going on about it in the magazine a little bit, the one that comes out on Friday. Uh, people need yeah. to know what's all going on and push back against this yeah. sort of net zero yeah. stuff. Well, moving on from it a little bit, how did you get on with the heat wave last week, which was, I mean, it was pretty short lit. Well, in Scotland, we didn't really get it. We got a couple of hot days. Yeah. Um, in England, it was altogether different and I felt sorry for all the lorry drivers parked in the truck stops at night that didn't oh, have parking aircon because that is just horrific because you know, the lorries when they're all parked up at night they're dissipating heat into the ground yeah. it's just so hot I'll, at night you know I'll go for that definitely I'll go for that I was here on the first day on the Monday night I was here and it was pleasant it was alright by bedtime by midnight it was about 27 it was just nice bit of a draft blowing off that field over there down the hill and in I could live with that, no worries. Then I had to go back up from Shropshire, back up to Howden, tip, reload in Hull with uh, yet more plants for a farm in Ely, Cambridgeshire. Um, great. You know, during the day, lovely, fantastic, icy wind blowing up the legs, all that business. Yay, let's be on. And I did, um, went down to Ely in about four hours, got there about two o'clock, stopped, opened the door, got down the steps and <laughs> nearly died. I could not believe how hot it was hot. Jesus wept it was too hot to sweat it wasn't that kind of heat it wasn't humid it was just yeah it's because it, it, it's, it's a different it, kind it was of open heat. door heat yeah it's a different kind of heat you get in Britain when it's yeah. really hot compared to the heat you get in like Cyprus or you know in the, yeah. the, the Mediterranean things it's like I remember the heat in London yeah. a couple of years ago and I was down there and it was that it was awful it was really offensive mm. the heat mm. it, it's been up that happens sort of like Every year, and I know we've, we're, the temperatures are creeping creeping up, but you're as well just you know um, adapting to it. Um, it's, mm. it. There's not a lot you can do to push it in another direction. If anybody thinks there's a knob that you're going to be able to turn things back when you've got ha when you've got the biggest nations in the world aren't doing anything about it, but 
I think yeah. truck, tr- you know, you think trucks should be really be getting specified with parking aircon now because things like the Volvo I Park Cool and there's other systems that I don't know the name of in other trucks. That's all <coughs> built, that's all built into the truck when it comes off the production line, so it isn't like a unit stuck to the roof. Be. If yours, if yours got that, if yours got no, that, no, in it, no, have my, you got a pod? I've got lie in bed and die uh, pod. Um, I have ordered one though. I've um, I've got one on order now from Cuda, and I've got my friendly electrician in Sheffield all excited about fitting it. So it's it's having one. Um, the it's day tough. it was red hot, but it was great. I couldn't sweat. It was just bone mm. dry Canadian heat. There wasn't any humidity. Mm. It was mm. Lovely. It was just gorgeous. Bloody hot, but gorgeous. Um, but the night altered. It became more humid at Colsterworth, and by oh, I don't know what time I kind of collapsed. It was about eleven ish, but there was no chance. Mm-hmm. Then it became humid and started spitting with the rain a bit, and it was still mid thirties when I sort of flaked out, and it was bloody atrocious. There were chaps all over Colsterworth with the bonnets up trying to let some heat blow through, uh, you know, let some wind blow through and take a bit of heat out from under, but it's pointless because there wasn't any wind. And if there had been, it would have been 35 degrees anyway. So if you didn't have a cooler that night, you were doomed. Um, and I was doomed. I was up at about three, collapsed about half 11, got up at three. I thought there was no point lying in bed, piss wet through, thinking this is bad. So I just got up, um, potted about a bit, you know, had a drink, buggered about, went and got a shower, which seemed pointless, but I did that anyway. And then... Just sat around until I could get going at five and then got going and got aircon banged on and bloody powered on. Um, by the end of that day, obviously, we were back down into 20s and then it, it fell away and it fell away for the weekend. And then I've been up Scotland this weekend, up in uh, Helensborough, uh, visiting family. And it's nothing but bloody rain from Friday to yesterday morning. Uh, but I would, you know, I've got, you've got to um, pay tribute to Britain's lorry drivers across the board because nobody would have got sleep hardly at all those last couple of nights if you were out in a truck and everybody got on with it, went to their work. Were there accidents all over the road network? No, there wasn't. It just shows you the resilience, the kind of toughness and the professionalism of lorry drivers to have had to endure that those conditions yeah, pre- for a couple of nights in a row. And then, you're preaching to yeah. choir though here, aren't you? Yeah, you I'm know, preaching Joe to the choir here. We all know that, but Joe Public doesn't know that. I'm going to make a point about that, actually. I'm write that down. Dial 0800, nobody gives a toss. Mm. That's probably... Yeah, but, you know, um, can you imagine all the people, all the, all the um, stay-at-home laptop furlough warriors, if they'd had to go and endure that two nights in a row and then go and do their whole day's work? Not, yeah. a, ch- not a chance of it. Well, look at all these pencil dicks at you know, civil servants. So, you know, we don't think we need to go back into the office. We've been at home for two years. We're far more productive at home. Mm. Right. Okay, stay at home, kill a town centre. You know, Prêt a manger doesn't need you. Costa doesn't need you. Joe's Cafe doesn't need you. Buses and trains don't need you. You know, brilliant. Let's just, let's just kill town centre off completely and um, make Jeff Bezos even more money by doing everything online and getting it all delivered mm. cashless right to your miserable <laughs> complaining bungalow door, you vacuous bastards. And that's, uh, unfortunately, the society that we've bred, they're all either thick and not able to look after themselves or too able to look after themselves and not really worry about anybody else. It's, you know, not in my backyard bungalow special from suburbia. Now, we used to get 20, 30 of those dickheads a week would write to points of view when I were a kid and have a wobbler about 
whatever, you know, whatever shocked them on the BBC. But now, unfortunately, due to internet taking off at a gallop mid-90s, there's millions and millions of these <laughs> ill-educated arseholes that can type. Hmm. And all it takes another 10 socially inept cretins to read what Jeff or Karen from Bournemouth have got to say about global warming, stroke Rishi Sunak, stroke the WEF, and then they believe that that's true, and then they they pass that on bacteria-like to ten of their cretinous mates, and it just it just snowballs. And here we are. You know, we've gone from being a fairly a fairly happy place in 2012 when we had the Olympics and everybody was ruled Britannia and chucking mm. Queen Elizabeth out of planes and that we Daniel Craig and aren't we fantastic and you know it's all vanished up its own sad little ass. It, it, it like, I short memories <laughs> I was watching a Kevin Bridges thing on um, Netflix the other day and it was recorded in twenty. Yeah. it was recorded in 2018 and he was going you know the world's a scary place and how bad it is you know Donald Trump is the president of America and everyone I'm like well 2018 was like, is like some sort of um, paradise compared to yeah. the day I'm like oh my god what wonderful carefree times it? You know, how, it was how a good old you, Donald man. have you seen the neck of Joe Biden recently uh, in any of these video uh, clips where he's like shaking hands with fresh air the guy's not yeah. well and he's been pushed yeah. out in front of all these people he's got dementia and he's cognitively yeah. declining badly yeah. uh, I don't, his wife must be like she's a doctor must be jacking him up on happy pills and things like that he said earlier this week that he had cancer and they had to go and walk that back because he didn't really mean it and the city's got COVID and I think uh, perhaps they just did that to get him out of the spotlight for, for a couple of days because eh? it's really important yeah. that the most powerful nation on earth gets her shit together um, people were like, Quite "Oh, it's quickly. so much, so much better now." Trump's not there, and it's actually not. If you look at, no, he, might, he might have been a big mean maniac, an idiot on Twitter and everything, but his policies were actually a lot better mm. for America. And you'd be surprised is to see what's going to happen next time round um, yeah. with the voting over in America. Um, he might run again, but he's too old, and it's just too crazy and too polarising. But you can't have America yeah. being obsessed over pronouns and um, all the stupid Aye. things that that lot, of, that lot are doing. But moving along, let's have one of those musical interludes. Um, now... One of the biggest um, issues for truck drivers, owner-operators, hauliers this year has been the cost of diesel fuel, um, which has been absolutely through the roof. Um, oh, dear me. I mean, I, when I've been doing my YouTube videos on the car, and uh -huh. I've, there's been a few when I've been at the petrol station and put super unleaded in it, and like it's, yeah. sometimes it takes me a month to get around to editing that particular video. And by the time the yeah. last one I'd done it, the petrol had gone up 30 pence a litre in a month. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's bonkers. And diesel's been, you know, it's there's, there's hauliers are putting lorries off the road. There's hauliers yeah. are closing are. the doors. They're, getting, they're, allowing them, they're getting bought out by other hauliers. Um, and it's, I mean, there's no, there's no surprise to it because with the profit margins and with the, 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 the speed yeah. that the diesel's increased in value, it's nuts. How is it come has it come down a little bit in sort of it's last come week? down it's come down quite a lot in the last four weeks. It's come down from I think we peaked at one sixty two plus fat, obviously. But that's the end of that. And it's dropped and dropped and dropped. And I am paying this week one four seven point one two, which is 
still mm. <clears throat> 70, 70 pence more than I was paying in lockdown when everybody was hiding behind the city at home, shivering, mm. pretending that, you know, we're all going to be dead by Christmas. I, uh, I was down at maybe 80, 85, 86 plus that first six months of lockdown. And mm. um, it's, it's been up double that. Mm. And that's not just diesel. Everybody thinks, oh, you know, cut some diesel duty. That'll save us. Well, it, it, it will. It'll, it'll definitely prolong a swift and, and, and nasty death, but it won't, it won't save us because everything, as you know, mm-hmm. it's not just for us in business. Everything for everybody has gone apeshit, but tires have gone up nearly 30, 40%. Um, you know, the price of a battery, mm-hmm. scan your parts list has gone up 15% in a big block, you know, so our yeah. costs have probably gone up, I would think, 50, 55% in the last 12 months. And that's just your sort of general operating costs. Um, insurance, etc., has come down this last year, oddly for us, quite substantially. It's come down two or three hundred pounds on the year. But I can see that bouncing back up because they'll justify that, the uh, beautiful insurance companies, by saying, well, our office costs, mm-hmm. heating, all the rest of it have gone up. And our staff wage bill has gone up because obviously their cars take more feeding, yada, yada, yada. So insurance will go up, I'm sure, this next time around. And it's where it stops. It's how far he, uh, I assume he'll get in because they want him to get in. Nobody likes him, Joe Public. Um, but he'll get in. And then when he does, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, I, I think, think he'll screw us to the wall. Yeah. I, 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 and when he first got into the Chancellor and things and he was doing a lot of stuff, um, yeah. with, the, with the bounce with the furlough and everything they acted quickly yeah. and I thought well this guy is he's like people like people are going oh he's a hedge fund banker he's like a financial guy he's worth a fortune I'm like well that good I want somebody like that to be chancellor because obviously yeah. he's got some understanding of finances um, and I thought no this guy is a pretty good guy you know he's um, uh, like, yeah. is he, um, he's ethnically Indian as well I thought well that'd be good if he got in and he was prime minister one day that would mean that you know like the SNP would have to watch her step with him and everything like that with what they were. You, you, a lot yeah. of the, the social media slating the Boris Johnson and everything was really horrendous you know making like comments about his like um, physical appearance and all that sort of stuff well you can't really do uh-huh. that with Sunak uh, but I say it'll be interesting to see because he's obviously got a financial mind but he's got a problem he's got to be careful and he needs to sort out the economy and I'm hoping he's not going to go down this WEF globalist sort of route with things fuel needs to come down because that's going to be driving yeah. inflation big time it's ridiculous that they went and um, cut red diesel back so you can't use it in fridges and you can't use it in plant and stuff that's a Farcical thing for them yeah, to have done. There's just... no need to have done that uh, at yeah. all. But yeah, he needs to, you know, he, he needs to go and um, watch his, his step and get, make the right decisions yeah. with tax and things here because it is to things are going the price of things are going to get a lot more expensive from where yeah. we are, they are right now. It hasn't jumped uh, in the shops and the end user anywhere near as much as it's going to have to. No, um, no. Yeah, we haven't seen the full shock. Uh, of this, boggery. and then all your laptop brigade will be in for a fright. They'll be like, "Oh well, what's going on here? Why is all this happening?" And everyone, I oh, will see all the people that you don't care about, and you don't like, uh, and everything. Well, you know, they need uh, to be able to live to go and supply you with all the stuff that you need. Yeah. <sighs> uh, 
No, tyres. You mentioned tyres for the truck. What, ti what tyres did you get? And how much more expensive were they compared to the last time you bought tyres for a truck? I'm going to guess you had 31570s uh, yeah. on that. Yeah, the last time I bought a set of drive tyres, probably two years ago, I paid 262 thereabouts each. Now, what, what did you get? Last week, I uh, thought it's time because the walls were cracking on those Mitchies. They were crap. So, anyway, I always run on a hand coupe, so this truck came with Mitchies on the back, so I've run them till they're you know, to the poorly, and that's the time. So I rang the local um, tyre company because I have an account for miles away from when I used to be on docks. So uh, there we are. Anyway, I rang a team in uh, Rotherham, a big, well-known outfit in Rotherham, and they quoted four forty a piece for Hankooks, which are my chosen Holy brand. Shit. I, I, I can't fault Hankooks at all. A lot, of, so, a lot of people like them, to be fair. Yep, I've uh, I've run on Hankooks for the last 10 years. Cannot fault them at all. Right, so I uh, thought you can go bollocks with your 440. So I rang a team in Rotherham, a mile away from them, called All Round Tyres. Um, and they, without any provoking from me, I said, I'd like some 31570s, yada, 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 have you. She went, I'll check we've got some. She'd got four, which is handy, because that's what we want. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Right. She said, 360. Yeah, 360. Identical tyre, a, a mile away from our big squad at Hellaby. Uh, mm. 60 quid a tyre, all about shouting cheaper. So, oh, you know, everything's gone up. Yeah, everything's gone up, but I think this is a classic example of how a lot of companies, fuel companies especially, yes, are profiteering. Yep, there's a lot of profiteering going on. Um, I got an email through from Fairfuel UK on Friday, and the fuel... There's basically huge profits are being um, swept up by yeah. um, the retailers, the suppliers at the moment um, who are taking advantage yeah. of the situation. And that's happening with a lot yeah. of products and things all over the place where they're just like, we'll just whack a load of money on it and just say, you know, that's what it is. But then again, you'll yeah. get you'll get found out because you'll have other people, other more enterprising companies yeah. who will exactly. charge a fair, get, make a sort of reasonable profit on this stuff. Eh? So, tyres, you've got to go and look uh, look around. Two hundred and forty quid deal. saved in one phone call mm. from one dealer in Rotherham to next one round. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Now, Ablo has gone completely off its nut. The last tank of Ablo I bought in March. It was strong money, don't get me wrong, it had gone up and it was strong money. It was 350 quid for a thousand litre IBC. From the same supplier this time round, it was a thousand pound. All by shouting. So um yeah. I moved to a um well it, it seems Rotherham plays quite mm. quite a big role in life. Um anyway, this guy in uh, in Rotherham supplied me with a thousand litres. For six hundred and fifty, which is still horrendous, mm. but it's not horrendous on the same scale, is it? Three hundred and fifty quid saved there, and a thousand liters of IBC just by a phone call. Um, if anybody buys it and wants to talk to these lads, I think in an environment where people are taking the piss, mm. it's probably fair to name people that aren't taking the piss. And if you want to ring them, it's uh, Gary Lodge Tankers in uh, in well. Nearly in Rotherham, in Barnes, a Gary Lodge tank. Give them a ring, tell them you want some Mad Blue, and I'm sure they'll sort you out. And that's what they did for us. 65 pence a litre versus a quid. Oh, um, stuff. Now, the chap I bought it off before, he's pretty much 
hogtied because he has to buy it from where he's told to buy it. So, you know, it's not him. It's not them profiteering. It's it's the global company that, you know, that's taking the piss on that one. So I'm not criticising them for that price. It's just what they've got to work with. Their margin in that 1,000-litre IBC isn't much at all because he sat me and told me the figures. It's just it's just laughable what they have to work with. But anyway... Um, you really have to shop around. You can't keep doing what you've always done because you've always done it. You've got to get in and amongst. I mean, I served 600 quid in you know in space of a couple of phone calls just by being a tight-fisted, grasping Yorkshireman. So, you know, if you could adopt those characteristics, 650 quid will uh, probably buy you a week in uh, Skeggy, if you're mm. that way out, won't it? Or mm. an evening with two dwarfs or, or sure. whatever it is that floats your boat. But... They're all at it. You've got to shop around. You've got to do it. You can't just assume that it'll be all right. It won't because we're all going to be counting the pennies. I mean, rates have gone up. You know, my customers' rates have gone up and up mm -hmm. and up and up until a point where I'm pretty sure that there's not going to be much left in that sponge to squeeze anymore because his and my primary customers haven't got any margin left. So... You know, it's going to have to be reduction in costs now through fuel duty. It's no good cutting VAT to win votes because business will go to the wall because mm. VAT's not a real thing in business. It's not. It's not real money. It's just a. It's just an idiot exercising cash flow. You know, I pay it now and I get it back in three months. VAT reduction won't save me, but fuel duty reduction will. Mm. Um, you know, uh, exactly. How's the scan you're running overall, anyway? Over the last few touching months, wood, mm -hmm. if I can find some wood to touch, yeah, baby. Um, she's been fantastic. It's a year about a fortnight since it was a year since it came and, and Gertrude retired. And it's had one ad blue sensor, it's had the upstream ad blue sensor, an engine warning light came on hurtling down 66 into Bruff one afternoon. That was it, it did start. Uh, derating power or doing anything silly it just it, it just came on and that's what it was so we had one ad blue sensor I've had various bits of plastic that I've broken that are crap because it's uh, Volkswagen spec now everything you look at in cab is, is designed to be touched by two year olds gentle little pink fingers if you touch it you know it snaps so think on but mechanically it's been grand it's you know it's kicking out well, as close as you can manage to 10, 10 and a half. Um, it does what it says on 10, it gallops up hills. It just keeps doing what it does. Um, but, and it's a big but to me after driving Foden for 18 mm -hmm. years or whatever. I really still think that there's more character in a Tupperware box mm -hmm. full of rice than there is in, uh, in an S-line Scania. They're just a big go about the business quietly and efficiently Euro box and no matter how much crap you hang on one of these, it still looks like a bread van and it will still look like a bread van when you sell it and buy the next one that'll probably be even mm. uglier than these. I think they're mm. foul looking things. Have you seen if them? I was buying one purely on aesthetics, it'd be a Volvo like Andy Thorpe's with mm. the side skirts and I think I think they've nailed it with version five Volvo. Beautiful thing. Um, Matt that you met at Arrogate he's mm -hmm. bedded his new 540 in and that even with sort of you know blowing that powder tanker and pulling 27 ton loads of that 
gubbins around and the rest of it. He's still smashing tent at Gallant. That's a fine sort of dual clutch, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it lovely a, thing. It was in the cover of the June this year, yeah. I think. Or maybe the May issue. Yeah. yeah. It's bedded in. It's you know, it's warmed up even more. It's fantastic. Fully freighted up Doddeth southbound on M one. It's 52, 53, flat knacker up there. Marvellous bit of kit. Absolutely marvellous bit of kit. He loves it. And he um, <clears throat> he has iPark cool on there, but it wouldn't kick in. There was, it needed a plug-in oh. in sesh. Oh, and it got, re, uh, it got plugged in and, re, and rejigged at Volvo about a month since. Nicely in time for all that nasty last week. Oh, so he was, uh, he was in clover with that. Mm. <laughs> he just runs it up on the aircon before bed for an hour, you know, Sort of an hour before bed, runs it up on, on cab aircon, and then flicks that on, and that's him. That's him sorted. So yeah, he's loving life. Mm, uh, cracking, cracking bit of kit. Those those Volvos really um, beautiful things. They are accomplished. Uh, I'd hack this in tomorrow mm. and get one if I could afford it. But I think we're going to be stuck with this for well, about the, well, two or three years. If you look at the price of trucks at the moment, I see um, Pete um, White Transport Services sold two V8s uh, for mm. one hundred eighteen thousand pounds a piece. And they mm. were up for sale for like hours, and I think it, they went and sold straight away. I was in front. If you're buying a new yeah. V8 now today, it's 180,000 uh, pounds, but yeah. you don't you don't get it till 2024, and that's if your name was already on the list. Uh, some of the manufacturers' order books are shut at the moment. There's a lot of long yeah. delays in getting trucks as well, which is not you know it's not a good time to be a truck salesman because you don't have any trucks to sell to anybody. Well, <laughs> you said that, but it's altering it. It really mm. is altering, Stuart. You know. Stuart was telling me that he'd, he'd had a chat with a um, mm-hmm. sales manager at Volvo that he's worked with for years, and he says, "Prepare for the you know for the bubble to burst on second-hand prices. It's 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 got to the point now as a bubble. It's expanded that much. It's going to mm-hmm. burst because a lot of people are saying bugger this and mm-hmm. sending them back. You know they kept them on extended leases. Uh-huh. And now they've said no, sod it, and, and they're sending them back." The used forecourts are starting to fill up again. Yeah. So the prices, if you're going to get yeah. rid of one, get rid of it now because yeah. it's not going to be on for long. Yeah, the thing you know, is, as well, it's been it's been it was driven quite a lot by um, the disposal, the premature disposal of Euro Five trucks as well, mm. and they've yeah. all they've all been disposed of now. They're not yeah. that's not so much a thing at all anymore. Yeah. Eh? So yeah, you've got a lot of them um, Euro Sixes. Uh, coming, but I mean, even you've even got Euro Six Cs, which started in 2017. They're yeah. five years old now, coming back in as well. I suppose you would have yeah. to be very wary about paying very uh, top end prices for um, well, a used kit at the moment. People are in a difficult situation because if you need a truck, you need a truck, and if it needs to be uh, Euro Six, it needs to be Euro Six. And things yeah, are, so, hmm. just bide your time as long as you can, because it's going to fall. Um, mm-hmm. It's only. Sort of anecdotal, really. I mean, I go up and down M18 a lot, back to Howden and up and down and up and down. And there's Wilson's uh, truck dealers, second-hand truck dealers at mm-hmm. Thorn, right outside of M18. And you've been able to tell for the last sort of 12 months or so, he's had very little in that yard, really. Mm-hmm. Very little at all. It's packed now. It's absolutely packed. I mean, you know, I think a lot of those are ex-Tesco Mercs. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure because they're all playing white. But, you know, Euro 6 capable tractor units and there's loads of them you know there'd be two dozen in there it's well, it's a lot of tackle in that yard and if his yard's full i probably think that will be mirrored in other second hand dealers yards up and down as well you know mm-hmm. they're getting that stock back that they couldn't get so it's going to knock on it's you know it's pure supply and demand economics isn't it if there aren't any 
it's expensive. If there are loads, it's cheap. And it's going to get that worse if you are thinking. I don't want to push anybody to do anything brash, but if you are thinking of bailing out, bail out now. Get it in commercial mode to give it a polish and get it gone now. Because it's going to, it's definitely, arse is going to fall out of it, I'm sure. And if I'm wrong, and you know, you can smack my ass in the marketplace at Christmas, but I'm I'm that confident it's going to go bang that just get out now. Says mm. the man who's been thinking of getting out for the last two years, but I'm kind of a not so much a heroin addict, you know, when it comes to this job. I'm 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 probably downgraded now to a steady methadone addict, I think. But <laughs> I uh, I still don't seem able to say right knackers to it and sell it I, I don't know there's many a morning I wake up and I think what are you doing and then evenings like this when I've had a reasonable day or two and I think that's the worst ways to spend a night than sitting in, in Shropshire like watching sun go down with the beer talking to a Scotsman <laughs> well- Our final part of this podcast to kind of end it on a high note. Um, Aye. Where, where are you heading off to later in the week? Like I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm on the boat Thursday night out of Hull on the PO idiot boat with uh, Stuart Holt. We're off to Assen. Thank the Lord it's back. It'll be th- well, three years if you want to be mm-hmm. if you want to be accurate. 2019, what last one I went to with uh, Gertie, we did 17, 18, and 19 on bounds. We had the T-shirts made for 2020, but as you know, they pulled plug in March, so that was a bit premature on a T-shirt for them. And it's back on, and I, uh, I'm i going with Stu in his F12. It's a lovely thing. It's uh, tag axles, steel suspension, F12. And I think Stu said, and he'll correct me tomorrow if I'm wrong, he got that on his 21st. So you can tell how old he is, can't you, Codger? Mm-hmm. Um, right, so we're going with that. And we're uh, going with Richard and Nath from Ferns in our yard at Banza. They've got entered and uh, accepted, so we're all going to go on uh, on Thursday night's boat and rattle up there. It's the 40th anniversary Truck Star Festival up there at Aston, so it should be a banger. Obviously, people have been deprived of it, and it's an anniversary one. I think weather's going to be too horrendously hot either, looking at forecast, mid-20s. Oh, it will be. The last time I went, it was 35 to 40. It was horrendous. So I think, all being well, all things being right, it's going to be a lovely weekend. I can't wait. Where are you Cannot. staying? You've got a hotel for that? No, no, no. no staying there. Staying in the truck. Stu's got... Tent. Uh, got a period tandem axle uh, skelly with a ISO container on it that looks to all intents and purposes a brand new but unfiddled with container uh, but inside it's awesome it's a fantastic bit of kit he had it built by a boat builder in uh, in Hull I think and it's lovely it's oh. absolutely brilliant in there so he's going to be alright in there I will be probably not sleeping because I don't when I'm there I just wonder about and drink things and generally be a bloody menace but um, <laughs> if I collapse and it's uh, only in 20s I think I'll probably manage to collapse in or under Volvo somewhere. Oh, good one. I look forward to your, your diary. You know, you've got to get some... Uh, record, uh, record the adventures uh, for uh, an, an episode of Team Trucking Driver in the magazine from the ferry well, onwards uh, and all that. That'll be great. The pictures well, will get... I mean, the, the pictures will get if, increasingly blurry and out, out of focus. And 
cropped out things. If we could get Zoom to work on, on Bert on their <laughs> on their Wi-Fi, I don't know if that's possible. We could it probably could do. Could do. have a bit of a podcast type yeah. group natter with a few interesting lads on there on Thursday night, even if it's only for an hour before we get out of uh, out to signal. Yeah, I think about a try, certainly. Aye, we, we could maybe have a have a mm. pre Assen Witter mm. on Thursday night on way out. That'll be, that'll be and a more that. subdued mm. post Assen Witter yeah. on Monday night coming back in. Because I think we'll be a bit quieter on Monday night after a weekend over there. But, no, that'll that'll be amazing. Like you say, people have been deprived. There's a lot of pent up um, yeah. excitement and things. There's gonna be so many great trucks at that there and the, the good weather, the atmosphere is gonna be phenomenal, you know. Like everybody's on for a for a great weekend for that. Been a long time, long time coming. Of course, there's no silly restrictions in place for it either than that. So it's uh, no. just it's. And uh, the thing with woo. Holland is, and well, obviously, you know, the government are going insane and mm-hmm. threatening to snatch land and becoming uh, draconian. But at, at the moment, uh, they still don't know what health and safety is in Holland. It's brilliant. You know, whatever you want to do at Assen is, mm-hmm. is, you know, it's fair play. So I expect no less from our Dutch cousins that will be. Dangerous settees suspended between high abs being swung about with people on them and uh, <laughs> lunatic jacuzzis with people firing down uh, steel tipper bodies into three inch of water. <laughs> uh, they're great. The Dutch are brilliant. They are fantastic people. They are that bloody friendly and that mental in equal measure that it's a pleasure to go. Um, it's the only country I know where they have you know, like a nationwide lunatic weekend where they all go out on the piss. Carnival. That's mm-hmm. um, that just says all you need to know. I'm. Uh, I couldn't be happier. There's no better place in Europe to go than Holland, and uh, I'm glad to go. So, I'll uh, see if I can fit into any of my shorts that I used to wear when I used to go over there. Because I don't think so. Because I've, st- I've still got a lockdown. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lockdown bulk issues. Uh, what do they call it? Quarantine fifteen. It used to be fifteen pounds, but I think probably it's fifteen stone now. So. Uh, Aye, oh, I might have to borrow some shorts for a big lad, but <laughs> it's coming, and I. Uh, oh, that'll be good. I can't wait. Oh, it's fantastic! Oh, that'll that'll be brilliant. That I look forward to yeah. seeing all the reports from it and everything like that. So, ah, oh, that's uh, that's grand. Cool. Well, cool. Well, are you still dodging Facebook or what? Or are you? Um... I'm not well. I'm, I've got a Facebook account, but I'm not really logged into it or anything. It's there but just for mm-hmm. posting stuff on my Vauxhall thing and the, the truck and driver account, really. But um, I, I'm like, yeah. still there. Yeah, well, I'll um, I'll probably post a bit of gibberish on there when we're wondering about, no doubt. But if um, if I can get some Wi-Fi over there, I'll uh, I'll email you some choice mm-hmm. pictures and stuff because. Um, the yeah. quality on WhatsApp's not ever good for you, is it? Well, uh, no, it's a bit small, but if it was for social media and that in the meantime, maybe we could use it with that. You know, you could send stuff over yeah. that, no problem. That'd be brilliant. Cool. You can go, you're free to crunch away. I shall catch up with you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.